Hello and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And I'm Bridget Hovell, and this is our very first Chicklet, a mini episode of Chick Flicks where we have a quick discussion of a new movie or TV show. Today we're talking about Us, the new horror movie from Jordan Peele. And heads up, we will be spoiling it. Um, Us is Jordan Peele's follow-up to his 2017 social thriller, Get Out. The film follows a nuclear family on vacation who are terrorized by demented doubles of themselves known as the Tethered. The mother of the family, Adelaide, has suspected that her doppelganger has been seeking her out ever since an upsetting encounter on the Santa Cruz boardwalk in 1986. While Adelaide defends her family from the Tethered, she also begins to unearth a sinister secret about her past that casts the events of the film in an upsetting new light. So Mackenzie, we saw Us this weekend. Yes. Separately. but I loved it. I really what did liked you think? it too. I really liked it a lot. I think he's such a strong, exciting filmmaker. I would say mm-hmm. I did not like the ending though. You didn't like the ending. Okay. I didn't like the ending, which we can get into in a second. But yeah, I thought okay. it was really strong. And then I thought the third act kind of crapped out. I did. I liked all of it. I feel like maybe it was like a little bit repetitive at parts and like maybe could have been like polished a little bit more, but mm-hmm. And but I did like the ending. I thought like maybe there was a little bit too like too much exposition from Red, the doppelganger yeah. of Adelaide. Yeah. But overall, like I I loved it just as much as Get Out. I so. know he's he's like to have two movies like your first two movies both be so strong. Um, it's really impressive, you know. Like yeah, I'm. The, he's like one of the most exciting directors. Like out there I yeah feel like right now totally yeah. and I, I was creating that he kind of was intrigued by how people branded get out as a horror movie when he viewed it as, mm-hmm. viewed it as a social thriller so this was his mm-hmm. response by being like now i'm gonna actually make like a horror movie uh yeah. and this is like pure horror and it is really scary were you scared by it yeah i was uh it was but i watched it in a a cra- like a full theater in houston where mm-hmm. everybody was cracking jokes like the audience mm-hmm. was as much part of the movie as like the characters like at one point awesome. when uh it was yeah it was very funny at one point when the little boy meets his doppelganger they're both wearing masks the um the the real little boy jason has a wiki uh chewbacca mask on i guess or was mm-hmm. it like a werewolf mask was it chewbacca or a werewolf i think it's supposed to be I chewbacca uh and then the other little boy <laughs> has like a sock mask on and his face is disfigured and when he takes it off you realize like he's been horribly burned and someone called mm-hmm. out you put that mask back on and like everyone <laughs> laughed it was lots of stuff like that <laughs> Uh, or like at one point Lupita Nyong'o's character, the mom is like having a argument with the dad and she's, he's like, uh, he's like, why do you get to make all the decisions or something? And someone called out because you only have one leg. <laughs> so it was a lot of like, it was a lot of like callbacks like that that were really funny, but the movie is That's funny awesome. too. Yeah, definitely. I loved the part where the family was like talking about their kill counts. I thought yeah. that was really really funny cute yeah i i loved duke winston as the dad gabe and what i found Mm -hmm. so charming about his performance was that he was basically doing the father as jordan peele like to me his yeah his delivery on all the lines were basically like him doing jordan peele you know like what would jordan Peele do yeah like and he just did i know i i thought that exact same thing i was like wow you can tell like yeah he's (laughs) Like a Jordan Peele character in a skit from Keen Peele. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he's great. And it's crazy, like, to think, like, I saw someone tweet that she kept 
forgetting that he also played yeah. Abraham in his doppelganger. And so that, like, she kept forgetting how good of a performance it was because he, like, it's so hard. I mean, they're so different. Yeah. You f- forget almost that it's the same person. And Lupita does that to, like, the nth degree. Oh, oh my God. She is very unsettling. And you know what? I... A lot of it is that she doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't even notice that. And she doesn't have eyebrows as red, which, like... That makes you look scary. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. I, um, so in our first lost intro episode that only the people that have (laughs) downloaded it when it first came out will ever see Yeah, (laughs) because of a mistake on my part. It's the lost episode. Um, (laughs) we said that one of the actresses that we really wanted to see more of was Lupita Nyong'o because mm-hmm. she hasn't been like top billed for anything really. Yeah. And then like, I can't believe it took this long for her. For like she real. is um, like amazing. I can't this believe it's her movie, you know, like, yes. Yeah. So she had got her Oscar and had her breakout role in 12 years a slave in 2013, like six years ago. Isn't that yeah. wild? Think yeah. of all the Jennifer it's Lawrence movies crazy. we've gotten since Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. Like, ex- uh. won, her, won her first Oscar. It's so annoying. Lupita should be in rom-coms, serious dramas, mm-hmm. horror movies. Like, mm-hmm. we should just see her in everything. Uh, yeah. Oh we, God, let's, I, I hope the Lupita sans like, is upon us now. Me too. Please. We need it. Oh, she was, like, so incredible. I was just, like, floored. And a really kind of unusual horror movie heroine in that, A, she's yeah. a black woman. B, she's a black mother. And mm-hmm. she is like, she's like an action hero too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, she is like a very able, she doesn't kind of fall into any of these like traps of ideas we have about motherhood. Um, I did read mm-hmm. a, a review by Hazel Sills and Jezebel, which was talking about how lots of horror movies are about scary moms, scary dads, scary kids, like the omen, etc. Mm-hmm. And this was a movie about a heart, like a family that are like working mm-hmm. together. You know, it's basically like yeah. a, like a, a family comedy where the family like finds strength in the the family unit. Um, yeah. And so that's like unusual too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that too. Like they, they really did like rely upon each other. And Lupita is also like shown to be like really capable, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it's nice as well because like she, we've talked about this before on the podcast a lot about like women in horror movies who are like, Hey, this scary thing is happening. Like I'm aware of this very frightening thing that's happening. And everyone's like, sure. And she is like immediately like vindicated. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. I loved movie. that. It's like, okay. I love that. that was such the, the first scene where we first see the, the tethered yeah. family is so scary. The that was scariest. the scariest part. That was the, the scariest part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like, cause once you realize what's going on, you're definitely, at least I was like less afraid like as soon mm-hmm. as they uh got to the white family's yeah. house i was like less afraid just because they i guess they had like shown themselves to be capable of killing yeah them by that point yeah and that they were like in it to win it yeah they were that was <laughs> and, really and endearing. You kind of like knew it was also comforting kind of to know that it was happening to other people yeah okay and here's my them. thing though yeah. And this is going to sound so nitpicky and like, like, like I'm a man on the internet. Uh, <laughs> I thought the movie would have been a lot scarier and a lot more effective if it was only their family who had been, if it was like Adelaide had a connection, like this, this strange doppelganger and it somehow resulted in her whole family having doppelgangers. I found the third act explanation of how the government had created the tethered and they lived underground and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And they've been plotting this and there's many of them to be 
just not, I mean, obviously it's like an unbelievable thing and it's really more of like an allegory than like something we're supposed to take as at face value. But I just th- thought it was kind of like too much. It like too, was too much at the end for the, like me to take in. And I had wished yeah. that it was more ambiguous too um, mm. about the whole thing. I wish it had just been more ambiguous, I guess, about what was happening. I, I, th- I can definitely see that, but I kind of appreciated that it was so like clear cut because mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's not very often that we do get something like an ending that is like, this is what's happening and just kind of we know for sure lays it all out mm-hmm. and i think maybe because it was like all of america it just like meant more <laughs> or something mm-hmm. we could talk about do you want to talk about comparing it to get out and like the themes that we feel like sure i guess like when so you texted me and we're like you thought that get out kind of was better at sort of say what it meant to say mm-hmm but I think that this just – I feel like they're both so different that you can't almost can't, like, compare them in that way. Like, this is just such a broader – It is more broad. Uh, and and I, like, appreciate that because it does feel like uh, Jordan Peele is just, like, making – I don't know. It's, like, a next step. Like, we can see even more, like, what he's capable of, I feel like. Yeah. Like, I feel like he could do anything he wants, and I would be, like, pay uh, a lot of money to yeah, see Yeah, like, it. give him a franchise or something. I mean, maybe yeah. he'd be, like, a franchise wouldn't be challenging enough for him, uh, you know, like, to do a big, big studio movie because he has so much creative freedom. And it's so rare that, like, unique properties, uh, you know, make a lot of money at the box office. Like, I read recently that – I read, like, the 10 movies that have not been – sequels adaptations to you know like break big at the box office and it's such a weird list but um one thing i really love and am excited by uh by him as a filmmaker is that he's a type of filmmaker that is like inviting the audience to look deeper into things you know it's almost like like i guess the easiest way to put it is like easter eggs you know but i think of it also as like he is encouraging people to do like deep reads and to not take things at face value to look for Mm -hmm. deeper meanings he's basically Mm -hmm. like saying like you you can like everybody can be a film critic by watching his movies and kind of like piecing together hidden themes or like um like why use that song or Mm -hmm. like connecting things um and his movies like invite you to do that like um yeah get out did that that. a lot and this and he does it so well he does it really well like it's not like Jim Jarmusch, when we mm-hmm. just talked about like shoving down our throats, like just yeah. name dropping yeah. people, it, like Jordan Peele is just so subtle and like, yeah, and it just seems natural. It all just like fits together. Like I saw someone tweet, this is just like a little aside, but I saw someone tweet that the movie that they were filming on the, you know, on the yeah. in the beginning was The Lost Boys. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Like, and that's a movie about. <laughs> Um, you know, vampires who live in a tunnel, they're young American boys who are not what they seem because they're obviously like Mm -hmm. vampires and have a hidden life. So like, even that Mm -hmm. is like such an interesting connection. And the very first scene of get out, I mean, I'm sorry, of us is Adelaide is watching the hands across America, uh, commercial on her TV and her TV is framed by these different VHS movies. And Mm -hmm. they were kind of, it's like the Goonies, uh, this movie CHUD, which is about like uh, doppelgangers, um, the right stuff, all of these movies from the eighties where it's basically, it's like, what is it called in college when you had to like submit your sources for a paper, your annotated bibliography. Uh, it's yeah. like it's like that beginning of the first shot where you see mm-hmm. these VHS movies near the TV is like Jordan Peele submitting his annotated bibliography for the film. He's like, here are my yeah. here are my influences. Like this is what this is. I'm, I'm taking I'm drawing from all these sources. Mm-hmm. Like get ready. 
And I thought that was yeah. really, really cool. And like, and like the Jason, the uh, Adelaide's son mm-hmm. at the beach is wearing like a Jaws t-shirt, yeah. which is like perfect. I don't know. It's just like, it's, I feel like it's sort of like you can spend a lot of time talking about all these things, but I, it, it doesn't see, it's like a, like a little, I don't know if you like, he's not just like putting them in there to be like oh i know about this thing yeah exactly it's just like they everything has a purpose and it's weaved in so well that Mm -hmm. that's great that's a great way of putting it it's not like set dressing you know it's like he's 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 specifically making comments about pop culture from this certain period and like what it means Mm -hmm. but he's wearing a jaws shirt on the on the beach where adelaide has a really similar moment to um the, the dad in Jaws, you know, like looking for his son on the beach while mm-hmm. someone's like chattering to uh, him. Mm-hmm. I will say also I loved Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker as the mm-hmm. annoying white family who yeah. do not survive because their family unit is not strong. Yes. <laughs> it was also just like, I guess, like a really beautiful movie too. Yeah, it was. It was it, it, he got all these like um, like the beach, the lake, the yeah. tunnels, the rabbits. And the lighting. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, there wasn't like one detail that it seemed like he didn't think about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he just, He's so thorough. It was just, yeah. I thought the twist about Adelaide at the end of the movie, I thought that would have been way more effective if it had been ambiguous. So the twist is that we kind of see in a flashback at the very end of the film after Lupita Nyong'o's mo- main mother character, Adelaide, has killed her doppelganger in the tunnels, Red. And after as she kills Red, she lets out this like primal scream which is basically how all of the other tethered people communicate. And Red is the only one we see who is a grasp of language. And -hmm. it's because when they initially met as children, the tunnel girl dragged the upper world girl down, chained her, left her in the tunnel, and then assumed her place as Adelaide. So the character we've come to know as Adelaide is actually one of the tethered who is just, Mm -hmm. and that's why she didn't speak when she came out of the tunnel and why she was perceived as like having post-traumatic stress disorder and the very end of the film is her son, Jason, like, looks at her knowingly. Like, he knows, like, his mom is actually one of the tunnel people or something. And I thought yeah. that would have been – it would have been more effective if it was just uh, – you know what? Like, this is so stupid and, like, f- fan fiction-y of me. But I would have really liked it if maybe Red, the character who's, like, the unhinged tunnel woman, says mm-hmm. to Jason, you know, like – like, tells her – tells him, you know, like, I, I'm meant to be up there. Like, we switch – like, something, like, where it's an unreliable source being, like mm. – I'm the real one. And it's like, oh, we never know, really. You know? I don't yeah. Know. I think, like, I I mean, I liked I liked the endings. But, and mm-hmm. I think it almost, I don't think it would have necessarily, like, worked in, a diff- in another way. Just because I don't think Adelaide herself remembers until the end. Like, yeah. I don't think she knows that she was the original Tethered until the very end, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know that that is kind of ambiguous I feel like a little bit but um but it does make you think back to like like sort of calls to her tethered son mm-hmm. who's like walking back in the flame she like doesn't want him to die it's almost yeah. like because she realizes that I feel like she might like know in some way that they're like are they are like connected in like, it could have been her son, I guess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is, like, a, a very, like, emotionally distraught part of the movie is the two times where Adelaide sees the other children dying. You know, like, she comes across yeah. the daughter who's, I think it's called uh, Umbre, uh, the bad daughter, who's, like, mm-hmm. been impaled on trees. 
and like watches her die and it's like it's very upsetting because it looks just like her daughter um yeah it is sort of like makes you think about nature versus nurture and like what Mm -hmm. exactly that's true like what distinguishes what them from each other like obviously any of those tethered people if they had gotten out and lived a normal life they would have been just like adelaide and she's like a normal person yeah man she she kind of just left him and peaced out yeah. So we we've been we we won't get like too in depth into this, but we have like read over some different reviews and articles, and um, I read just on Vulture something recently about how uh, his this movie Us is an allegory for Generation X, and a lot of the references in it are from this uh, for this generation people who grew up you know who were born in the late sixties early seventies like Jordan Peele, and I thought this was just a really interesting one um, that was a, a kind of about the musical choices. Uh, When the Tylers, who are played by Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss, are killed by their own tethereds, the song Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys, an upbeat baby boomer favorite released in 1966, is playing on their Ophelia, the us version of an Alexa. When the Wilshans show up at the Tylers' home, having narrowly escaped their own murderous copycats, they change the song to 1988's Fuck the Police by N.W.A., a switch that signifies that this black family is about to get to work on these homicidal Xeroxes of white people. It's also an audio marker of generational change. The Beach Boys have been replaced by N.W.A., and the Xers, not the Boomers, are now the grown-ups trying to survive and keep their kids safe. So I thought, I thought that was like another... It's just like one of those things where it's like, Jordan Peele, <laughs> you got me again. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It was so good. Um, Like, the music, the, like, score was, like, incredible also. Like, all the, like, every, like, song picked and every, and all the, like, score was incredible. It was so eerie and, I like, unique, too. Like, I don't think I have heard anything he, quite like yeah it. It, it reminded me of the song that opens and get out like he just finds these really mm-hmm. like bizarre discomforting musical cues that kind of change what you're looking at you know mm-hmm. they like warp it into something else Ooh, so good really enjoyed it yeah talk about a tumblr gif set can Ooh, you imagine fuck. the tumblr gif sets of this movie I, hell yeah rabbits <laughs> scissors Dang, I, I thought, yeah. one last thing, I thought the dad was going to die. I was really worried about him. Yeah, I thought Adelaide was going to die. At the yeah, end, I, I thought, yeah, I thought was... they, they were going to do a switcheroo. Yeah, they, I mean, but they, they already did. did do a switcheroo. They already did do a switcheroo. Classic switcheroo. <laughs> so we also read this uh, review by our man Richard Brody <laughs> in The New Yorker, um, right? Is it yes. The New Yorker? Hell yeah. And uh, he said... Basically, um, this is summarized. Are they zombies or robots or creatures from space or fragments of their imagination about the doppelgangers? Mm. Red's answer is we're Americans. Even the title us doubles as us. Yeah. And why I, I know I said earlier, I didn't really like that. It was happening to everybody that it does mm-hmm. happen to everybody is like an interesting allegory for mm-hmm. America and like privilege in America. You know, like if there's a, this invisible half of the population, that doesn't yeah. you know, get to like live fully and yeah. are literally confined to the underground. Yeah. I was, I was listening to film spotting another mm. great film podcast. Um, that cause we're great also Yeah, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> they were basically, I love what they said about, um, how, it's like an allegory for like capitalism in, in America and that like 
all of us kind of are like like they have a mirror underneath of like this like seedy like uh like they're basically oppressing these people without even knowing it like we're also doing the same thing by like all of our sneakers and yeah our everything made in a factory yeah yeah exactly i liked that i was like jordan peele is so smart that is true (laughs) and it's like they're they're like an affluent family they have a they have a beach house. They have a great car. They have a boat, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, they, but they still look at their their you know like the other family, the Tylers, with envy of mm-hmm. of their belongings. So yeah, is, like they're, they're still the envying dad, something like, else, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm sure you know. Like it's almost hard to talk about this movie have, like that's so fresh and so new, you know. That yeah, I definitely want to see it again with like I saw it in a theater that wasn't packed because I saw it in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, but I want to see it again at at night with a packed theater it was really fun really fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was a lot even like with the few people that i was with like people were like laughing and stuff like that and it was fun it's so important to have some good laughs in a movie that's so tense otherwise you know yeah and jordan peele's so good at it too like you can really tell like none of it feels forced it all feels like it was it's like exactly where it's meant to be Mm -hmm. or like how you as a family like would be like really I don't. I have no idea actually what it would be like to kill other people, but like you would like be relieving tension in some way by like laughing yeah. or, or acting normally, you know. And yeah, uh, there were so many like funny. The one that got a big laugh in our theater for some reason is when the daughter like kills the first uh, twin, mm-hmm. and she kind of just like shrugs her shoulders and like sighs, yeah. and it's like she just like did like a chore or something. Like everyone laughed yeah. really hard at that one. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked that because it seems like she was like okay, like. I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it like, seems like she was, like, through. stretching. Like, yeah. she was like, all right, let's do this. I like that. She was yeah. really cool. And Sora was her name. Great a- great children actresses. Actors. Great yeah. actor children. Really good. Definitely. Really, really good. I love the, the little boy. was so adorable. I was worried yeah. about him the he whole time. Really I know, same. <laughs> and he, like, was smart, too. You could tell he, like, knew something. He, like, he was the one who, like, walked back to kill yeah. his doppelganger. Like, yeah. I think. That was fucked up. Yeah. But I, I understand. That was such an yeah. amazing visual. That little yeah. boy in the red going into the yeah. flames. Whew. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Intense. Well. All right. Let's wrap it up. So what's your final r- I mean, uh, rating? I feel it feels hard to do it so fr- like fresh, you know, like. Yeah. But, well, um, we could always revise it. I feel are, like. Yeah. I loved it. I will give it a eight out of ten. Okay. I'll give it an eight and a half out of ten. Oh, Okay. <laughs> We, the, what we bring to this podcast is two differing viewpoints, you know, two contrasting <laughs> opinions. Um, so this is our first chiclet. Uh, it would be great if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode will air on April 1st and we'll be discussing Aliens and Terminator 2. Chick is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Thanks to Tim Grief Carlson for our music, and thank you for listening to Chick Thank you. Bye. bye.